Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly Shock, Shuka Murgatroyd, how the hell are you this morning? I have been called worse things. So you have Shuka's been. Not too bad. You have Although been, it sounds bad. No, it does sound bad, but it tastes really freaking good. If you don't know what Shakshuka is, I recommend looking it up because yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing. For my 40th, we headed to Israel and it was a staple that we had there. So I learned how to make it. We're not here today to talk about Shakshuka. We are gathered here today to talk about you don't have to make this difficult. And by this, I mean manifestation. Whatever it is that you are working on, we have this belief that somewhere in our mind that if it's really freaking hard, then we're going to be rewarded. And the truth is that it does not have to be that hard. No pain, no gain. And all of those little things that have been sitting in the back of your brain since you were a child are effing it up for you. And as we roll into this new year, we can only control what we can control, right? But everybody wants to flip the page, flip into the next year, and they think there's like this promised land on the other side that's just gonna show up. And it's not, you have to show up. And you have to show up differently if you want the year to go differently. So today, I wanted to talk about being able to achieve success with grace and ease, and that's what Rob was talking about. This doesn't have to be that hard. You know, manifestation is one piece of this puzzle. Of course, you have to know what you want. Of course, you have to take inspired actions toward it, but you don't need to wrestle the gorilla to the ground, and you definitely don't want to put out into the world that for me to be successful, I have to grind it out. I have to work from sunup to sundown. I have to make this so freaking hard. It doesn't have to be that way. And 
So what I wanted me personally to share today was some blocks that I think people have when they're trying to find or build their next business or be successful in some way. And there are blocks that they're doing to actually allow it or manifest it into reality. Yeah, we were in uh, Arizona this weekend and Lori Harder said something that was really, a friend of ours, Lori Harder, said something that was really, really interesting to me. And she said, I asked myself, how great can I take it? Mm. How great can I take it? And what a great reframe that is. Think about what's going on in your life. When you are in a frustrated, overwhelmed, so much shit is coming at me kind of mode, well, the universe is going to go, okay, he's at a low vibration. He's not really, number one, he's at a low vibration, so I'm not going to be sending him high vibration stuff. And number two, his plate's kind of full. So I'm not going to be sending him more stuff. But when you are effortlessly floating through life, with intention about effortlessly floating through life, then you will be given more things. So, you know, look, the goal is to get yourself into a receiving mode, right? So what is the receiving mode? The receiving mode is getting you into a place where you are at a high vibration. It's a receiving mode that you select, right? It's not like you're just sitting there, you know, like your antenna is just tuned in to get aliens from space. It's more like you are... I mean, it is 2020. It is 2020. You are getting yourself into a receiving mode of a high vibration that will put you into an alignment that will allow you to track it. And the key word for me is allow. Okay, so to put what he said into English, find the joy. Find the peace, find the joy, find the clarity, find the calm in the storm. And that is what is going to be the vibration that you're going to attract what you want. Now, here are some things that you can kind of do a little self-inventory and see if you're doing. And the first one um, is believing in lack. If you have a belief in lack, you're not good enough there's not enough to go around that kind of belief model, then you are not going to manifest what you're going after. So can I share a little story? Listen, it's it's half my show. It's <laughs> half your show. So just go ahead. All right. Thank you. So yesterday I did a thing, right? I did a thing I've been talking about for a decade. I did a mother freaking thing. You did. I did. Do you know what I did? I do. I know you do. <laughs> I wrote a children's book. I was not in a place of alignment and joy and peace. I was actually in a real place of frustration with something that completely unrelated. And I decided to go and sit calmly. And I put on some music that provokes creativity. And I just sat for five minutes. And when I opened my eyes, I said, I'm ready to write this book. And I just opened my laptop. I was scared of a lot of things. I had a lot of fear. I was like, this is going to suck. I know I'm going to tell Rob I wrote a book and then I'm going to read it and he's going to hate it. And like, I had all the chatter going on, but I shoved it out of the way and I led with the inspired action. And I wrote the book and it was a really good first draft. Okay. It was amazing. I'm really proud of myself. It's a really good first draft. And today I go into the shower and when I'm in the shower, I listen to an audio, an Abraham Hicks audio. I pick one. And this one was on manifesting and knowing, reminding yourself that what you 
are after is aligning for you. All the pieces of a puzzle are coming into an alignment for you. And I paused it because I realized in that minute, so I write this book and I'm really good at saying, I don't really want to publish it. I don't need it to be successful. I just wanted to write it. And I like downplay what I actually really want, which is a New York Times bestselling children's book. Like that's what I really want, but I'm scared to say it because what if I don't live up to it? What if I don't meet that challenge? And then what I just said, that lack comes in. Am I good enough to write a book? I don't have these big words that other writers use. I don't have this insanely creative imagination that everybody else that writes a book seems to have. Who am I to write a series of children's books and think I can get it published and make it a New York Times bestselling series? Like, who the hell am I to do that? And so when I listened to the Abraham this morning, that was reminding me that to manifest this dream— my number one job is to believe, not in the lack, because that's easy, to believe that all the pieces of the puzzle are lining up, that the right literary agent is lining up, that the right book publisher is lining up, that the right children are gonna read the book and they're gonna love it and their parents are gonna wanna buy more in the series. I need to believe with everything in me that that is lining up. And so to do that, I'm actually going to take a tip from Rob and I'm going to write the story of that, that everything is lining up and I can't believe, and I'm going to do it in past tense. Like, I can't believe that everything lined up. I knew it would happen this way. I found the perfect agent and go through down the line. So I'm sharing this with you so you can see one that was literally the chatter in my head this morning. You're not enough. You can't do this. Why are you even bothering? A little bit of pride that I actually wrote the book, but fear about everything else. And then bringing in this, okay, I got to get my shit together and manifest this. What does that look like? And so for you, you can look at what you're trying to create and kind of follow a similar model of thinking. Now, that's really beautifully said. I want to add something to it that I think you're going to like, Miss Kimberly. On camera, this mug looks like it's bigger than my head. It probably is. You have a very small head. And that's what um, she said. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. You're welcome. When you've decided what it is that you want, and in the example that you chose, uh, which is a, a children's book, when you've decided what you want, here's the next step. You don't think in opposing thoughts. Mm. How hard is that? Well, that's my problem because I had all of the opposing thoughts. So I was believing in lack in myself. I was comparing myself to others. I was having fear of rejection. Like all of those things literally block the allowing, the manifestation of the dream coming true. All right. So now I did them all. All right. I'm going to do a little. This morning. I'm going to do a little live live coaching with you here, Kimberly. Are you ready? Yeah. Can you feel. Oh, fear of being judged. I did that one too. I'm just looking at my notes here and I realized I did every single thing that you're not supposed to do when manifesting this morning. Okay. Think about the children. <laughs> think about the children's book that you want. Right. And I want you to think about it through you mean the, the one I wrote. The, sorry, the one that you wrote. And I want you to think about it through the lens of trying to make it a New York times bestseller. Feel what that feels like. But you know what the problem hang, with hang, trying hang, is? Hang, I can't try because Tony Robbins taught me I can't try. Hang I either do or I don't. Okay. Then change <laughs> the word trying to efforting. Efforting. Okay. <laughs> You, you get the idea. Yeah. You're, 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 you're trying, you're efforting, you're making the phone calls, yeah. you're doing the grinds. Mm-hmm. Think about that process. Okay. Yeah. You got that? Mm-hmm. Now I want you to think about letting it, letting it happen. It's so hard to do that because when you try, 
or when you're efforting. <laughs> so when I'm thinking about sending it to literary agents mm -hmm. and sending it to editors and publishers or whoever, I don't even know who I'm sending it to, but all the people, right? Yeah. The first thing I have is that fear of rejection yeah. where I'm so proud of myself and I just know I'm going to get an F minus <laughs> on this project, you know? And so that's that immediate thing pops up when I'm trying to effort it. Okay. But when I'm allowing it, I feel like I don't know really what the next step is then until I get an inspired action. <laughs> so I don't really know. I mean, I guess the thing in allowing would be for me to, I don't know, you tell me, what am I supposed to do to allow it? Okay, so I want you to imagine thinking about the success of the book. Go high, go more general. Right now, mm -hmm. because you are, you're so in it, it's very difficult for you to get granular because you don't have a literary agent, you haven't submitted it to anybody and all of that stuff and your brain can't do it. I just want you to go super, super high, 100,000 yeah. feet and look down. Got it. I want you to imagine opening up the New York Times which nobody reads anymore, but opening up the New York Times <laughs> and you get you, the sticker on the book and you're like, holy shit. And you come running into the room and you say, I did it. I am number one on the New York Times for children's books. I want you to imagine that. I want you to imagine going out to dinner and having conversations with people and they say, what do you do? And you say, you know, I started to write children's books and it actually is become really successful. I, I, I don't know how it happens, but it did. And imagine, you know, being in Greece on vacation and talking to somebody when they have the chit chat of what do you do and what do you do? Imagine being at a cocktail party. Imagine Sophia holding your book and showing it to her friends and go, look what my mommy wrote. I literally could cry on that one. Okay. So stay there and don't try and get any closer and just stay there. Go general. When you don't know exactly and you don't have a path, go general. When you do have a path and you got the literary and agent and you got action. it all lined down, you're like, I know what I want. Then go super, super granular. Go a millimeter above and say, I see the next step. I see the next step and feel each step of it. So that's really good advice. <clears throat> Thank you for walking me through that because, and I hope everybody else listening gets that what he just did there is by taking me general into the place of success and what that would feel like, because this is about an emotion, raising your vibration is literally raising your actual vibration, your energy to the emotion of what it would feel like to get there. So if I have this picture in my head of me doing a book reading to a bunch of children, and Sophia being next to me and reading, or actually she's in my head, she's sitting right in front of me, front row, and I'm doing this big book reading to a bunch of kids. And the pride and the energy and the excitement and seeing their little faces light up and all of that, that evokes an emotion in me. And that is raising my vibration to the vibration it needs to be at in order to manifest that into my reality, right? Yeah, I think that's right. It's really important to slow things down at this stage and go super high general to just sort of like get in touch with the general feelings. But then when you want to speed it up, then you go really, really granular when you're like, you're clear. You're like, okay, I got this baby locked down. I know what's happening. 
you know, I need a few things I got to get real clear on. Then you speed it up by going real, real specific. But I'm really proud of you. Thank you. So let's go back real quick to where we started this conversation, because I feel like I kind of took it on a little tangent there. But no, but the reason why this is good for people to understand is what we're trying to do with this show is we're not trying to create a show that is so perfectly polished where we have great talking points and you can walk away with knowledge bombs and, you know, whatever the word of the day is. We want you to show you what an entrepreneurial couple is really like when they're in the midst of trying to create something and how, you know, we're throwing around ideas and what about this and what about that? And there's a lot of, there's a lot of say it messages first before it's elegance. And I think that people can see our highlight reel and go, well, you know, they got it all together or they've got this all, you know, figured out. We don't have shit figured out. We are taking the next step. We are just (laughs) taking, and what I'm trying to do with this show is get you to realize that right now, like we're recording history here, right? So Kim decided that she wants to write a book. You're hearing the demons, the devils, the gremlins that are all in there that she's trying to overcome. You're hearing me help her because I'm not tied to the emotion of writing the book and I'm not tied to what happens if the book doesn't do well. I can give her advice. Then it'll flip. When I'm working on something else, and she'll be like, well, why don't you look at it this way? I know that a lot of you listening are couples because we get we get constant messages from people saying, how do you work together? And I want you to see in these episodes how we navigate different things that we're taking a bite of the apple out of and trying on to see how we like. That was so well said. Okay, so back to the inventory for people, because basically what I realized is... The inventory that I was talking about on taking on yourself and your ability to manifest and whether or not you're getting in your own damn way, there's a list here. And I realized as I shared my story this morning about the book and the demons I was having, I actually have all seven of them in that one story. So the first one is believing in lack. These are the things that are stopping the manifestation that you have to work through in order to get back into an alignment where you're supposed to be. So believing in lack that you're not enough. The next one is that there's not enough to go around. There's so many children's books out there. There's so many why mine, right? Like kids have enough books. There's not a need. Comparison. Sophia says all the time, we've taught her from day one, comparison is the thief of joy. So when I'm sitting there comparing myself or you're comparing yourself, whether it's your business idea your ability, your body, your bank account. Comparison will suck the joy right out of your life. And if you are trying to raise your vibration and go up the emotional guidance scale, the number one top place on the emotional guidance scale is joy. So comparison is the thief of joy. You definitely don't want to do that one. This is interesting. The need to win at the expense of having fun. When you become too competitive, you cut off the stream of abundance. That's a really good one because that's when you get in and you're like, oh, I'm going to do it and I'm going to drive the line and I'm going to, I don't care what the cost. I don't care what I'm, I'm going to make this happen. And then you make it happen and it's really not as fulfilling as you thought it would be because you sucked all of the fun out of it and then the abundance doesn't flow, right? Yeah, I think so. I just had another thought while you were speaking. It's important for you to focus on why you wanted it in the first place. 
and not focus on why you don't have it. So for example, you know, when we think about why you want the children's book, why do you want the children's book? So why do I want it to be a New York Times bestseller? Why do you want to do the book? Why do you want it to be a New York? Like, why even write this in the first place? Well, I wanted to write the book because it's something creative that's in me and I wanted to get out. Why I want it to be a New York Times bestseller is not because I want the little sticker that comes on the book, although that's a nice ego bump. What I really want is when it's a New York Times bestseller, I know that it is in the hands of so many families. And in this book, this is not just a normal children's book. This is a book that I'm writing in a creative way that kids will love and connect with that also has lessons that we've taught Sophia that has the way that we're teaching her to live with gratitude every day and practice it. The way that we are teaching her how to calm herself down and change her state, how to manifest something and put it in the vortex, how to fit in and feel good about authentically showing up as you. Like all of the things that we've learned through personal development in our 30s and 40s, I want children under the age of 10 to have access to in a fun and creative way. So for me, when I think about sitting and reading my children's book to a big group of children and they all take it home, that impact, that lesson that they learn in that book, if it's taught and if it's received well by enough people, that impact, I think, can just shift an entire generation. And for me, that's what's really important. Yeah. So for those of you that are watching, and I can cry thinking about it. And for those of you that are watching, and for those of you that are listening, Look, you can you can see the tears, and you can hear the difference in the lightness in her voice when she talks about the why. When she talked about earlier getting a New York Times bestseller, imposter syndrome popped up, fear popped up, confusion about how she was going to do it popped up. So instead of thinking about you know I want a New York Times bestseller book, but I don't have it right now, instead of thinking of what you don't have right now, step into the why of why you want your particular goal, whatever it is. So you could just see when I asked her why she wants a children's book, boom, off to the races she was. So her vibration raised and everything changed. So we're going to leave you, Kim has a few points that she wants to mention before we go. We're going to leave you with those points. Hopefully this episode will help you to think about what it is that you're after in a different way. So I just wanted to leave you with the inventory list. So grab a paper, pencil, pauses if you need to, and write these things down because these seven things are the blocks between you and creating success. Sex. Sex. <laughs> <There's> between you. <laughs> you and creating sex. Between you and... This, and listen, this, if this is a Freud thing, this may mean that I'm getting lucky. <laughs> oh, my God. Between you and... Between me and who's... Okay, I'm turning red. Leave it alone. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Did you say what I think you said? I don't know. Achieve... Okay. Three, two, one. And... Scene. So... I want to leave you with the seven uh, blocks between you and creating the success with grace and ease that you deserve in this upcoming year. So write these down. Number one, believing in lack, believing you're not enough, right? Number two, that there's not enough to go around. We have to believe 
really believe in abundance. Number three, comparison. Comparing yourself to others is the thief of joy, right? If you're trying to get to joy, don't compare. Uh, Number four, the need to win at the expense of having fun. Number five, the fear of rejection. Rejection is guidance. It's protection. It means that that probably wasn't for you. It's okay. There's another path. Number six, constantly having a need more mentality. When I make a hundred grand, now I need 150, 300, 800, a million, 10 million, a hundred million. When you have that constant need more mentality, there is an underlying sense of lack somewhere in your body, in your mindset that needs to be uncovered. So having a need more mentality and then the fear of being judged. We are all judged. And here's the thing. When you judge others, you have a fear of being judged. So when you release your own resistance, That's the key. When you release your own resistance, you will feel released by the resistance of others. When you stop judging yourself, in other words, you won't feel like anyone's judging you anymore. I love that. Boom, drop the mic. That's it, everybody. We will see you next week. Have a great, I was going to say Thanksgiving, but I think that's happened already. Just have a great day. Have a great day. Friday. Bye. Bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.